I deleted some of my talking points. Oh, why? I didn't prepare them. I was going to, but then yesterday I didn't do anything. I was like, oh god, the world's ending. Yeah, let's do our toast. Okay. So here's to NTP and what is it now? Four years of amazingness, officially last month, four years. And also our 20th episode of Who All Gonna Be There? I couldn't think of a better person to run this unempire with. <laughs> uh, thanks, Melanie. Cheers. 20, 20 episodes. Four years. Four years. What are you drinking? Um, some Rufio Prosecco. <laughs> oh, that looks nice. Yeah, they only had the small stuff um, at the gas station next door to me. But um, I just had a sip of it and it was actually kind of sweet. I like I like my prosecco a little like lighter and drier normally, yeah. so it's kind of sweet. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm not gonna stop drinking it, but sweet alcohol usually gives me more like stomach issues than not sweet oh. alcohol. Huh. Interesting. I mean, I prefer sweet alcohol, but I also have stomach issues, so now I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do have the Negro palate, as they say. It runs sweet. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think yeah, the sugar is supposed to be uh, like worse for hangovers and stuff, right? I have heard that. I don't care. It's delicious. So <laughs> I've got my grapefruit vodka. I'm almost out of vodka. Um, twenty twenty has been rough. You know, I'm running through it. So. The the free vodka. Yeah. Um. No, I ran out of that a while ago. Okay. Um. I'm almost out of Grey Goose. So. Uh -oh. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta re-up soon. <clears throat> um, I've been drinking like a lot of uh, white wine recently, but wanted to get champagne for today. Oh, white wine. That's very like, um, I get, you know, white lady from white wine. <laughs> yeah, no, when I when I drink my white wine, I want to go to like the park blocks and play some bocce ball, um, <laughs> wear a linen shirt, you know. <laughs> Complain about the noise level. Yeah, like call the cops on the people that have been there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you um, I went I went over to the park blocks to see the C three windows, right? Um, I saw J Dodd and Intasar's windows. They're beautiful. I was like stunned at how amazing they look you know because i mean they're both incredible brilliant artists so of course i knew it was going to be good but like damn like they really did it did you go during the day or like at night um during the day does it look different at night yeah well you can see that i think the projection operates differently like at night and stuff and um i think only maybe tuesday because i did go to school on tuesday and then um was at like pnc afterwards or whatever um, so I saw it after it started getting darker, and yeah, it looks it looks cool um, to That's be able cool. to see the projection at night. And I know, like you know, installing it with Jay, 
like her talking about you know the idea of um this like barrage of text that'll just be like playing through the night for the i guess the people mm, maybe i'll go drive down there like does the air filter into your car as you're driving i think depends on what setting you have i think you can do the thing where you only circulate the air inside your car there's that like one button which is like the arrow circle but then i think yeah. if you do the other button it brings in air from outside okay I'll, maybe i'll change the setting and drive down there i really do want to see it at night for those who don't know, um, Portland's on fire. We'll talk about that on the main podcast later. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings, but right now I'm just trying to numb myself with vodka. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the So Extra episode part? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll have to turn up my um, tastelessness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a little bit more Let's late night. Shit. Let's talk shit about people. It's apocalypse, so it doesn't matter. Who can we talk shit about? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, you heard about Tory Lanez, right? Um, apologizing? Yeah, that weak-ass, dumb-ass apology that came way too damn late. I didn't, like, hear it or see it. I think I just, like, saw the headline that Tory Lanez apologized. But, yeah, I had, like, zero interest in it. So I was like, well, it doesn't fucking matter. You still suck, Tory Lanez. Like, whatever. Like... It's shit like that that really, really makes it hard for me to believe in abolishing the criminal justice system because I kind of want him under the fucking jail at this point. Like, he, this motherfucker shot Megan the Stallion in the goddamn foot as she was walking away. Like, what is the excuse for that? And then, not only, not only did he shoot this woman, um, he, like, continued to talk shit after he got away with it, after she covered for him with the cops. Like, the fucking audacity, it just makes me so angry. Like, yeah. it's so normalized to, to be abusive and violent to black women that this motherfucker thought nothing of what he did at all. And this was a famous woman who is protected in ways that most black women aren't. It's astounding to me. Yeah, and then she still gets shot in the foot. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. It's fucking crazy. I think, yeah, Tory Lanez is like disgusting. I was never, I don't really remember any of his music like before this, but I think like, yeah, that's fucking horrible. Um, yeah, I think anything's bullshit. I think like, yeah, I'm surprised um, if his career doesn't completely crash, but it seems like it's not, so we'll see. But I mean, there are people still defending him. Yeah, like, yeah. what? what is there to fucking defend? Like, that's the thing. Like, how, how, like, why would you even try to, like, enter that arena? There's nothing defensible about that at all. At all. It's so weird. It's so weird, the cover that we take for the ways in which black cis men black heterosis men um embrace the white patriarchal heteronormative patriarchy it's very weird yeah. and i don't understand it and i'm so tired it's yeah it's the fucking knock on violence that i mean yeah it doesn't excuse it at all it's it's still yeah just another aspect of whiteness right yeah. violent tendrils should we talk about uh, that Krug woman? We're going to talk about her on the main podcast, but... 
Yeah, no, I I deleted that talking point. Oh, you did? Because I didn't. I because I originally I was gonna like do research. I don't even know what her name is. So now I'm like I don't even know who she. I I remember the story, but I didn't. Uh... Her name is Jessica Krug. Okay. Um, and she basically infiltrated academia, masquerading as an Afro Latinx woman. Yeah. And. I mean, what I think is incredibly interesting is that when black people try to pass as white, it's just us trying to survive and, like, not be killed and shit. But when white people try to pass as black, they have to become gatekeepers of blackness. Like, what the fuck does that say? Like, this weird kind of colonizing of blackness. It's so... I mean... It's fascinating, really. I There's so much... There's so much there. I think that line you just, like, opened up so much. I think, um... Right, like I think black people should start a campaign against white people stealing our jobs and occupations. Because um, like, how many like how many like yeah like that's so wild. Like, how do you go to sleep and like wake up like every day of your life like being like a fake person, like being completely somebody else, and then like making money off of that. And like the only reason you're making money is because people thinking you're a black person from the Caribbean, like doing all this shit, and then you're just a fucking white lady the whole fucking time, and then you like ingrain yourself so much with then you have like other like black academic friends that um i think i saw some pictures i was like okay i guess maybe if somebody told me she's like black i would be like okay i guess you know you're saying it um but then it's still wild i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say no no if you if you if you showed me a picture of that miscellaneous ass white woman and told me she was black i would be like I know you're fucking lying because there's no way. And then I heard that motherfucker speak on a city council meeting for New York. And I was like, there's no way people heard this woman talk and thought she was a black person. Yeah, but she was doing it for what, like decades, right? Yeah. It makes no sense. And just like, what kind of like the audacity like to like sit there and like believe in like a lie like that? Like I would feel like I would feel so like guilty, like trying to like like convinced of anything that would be like untrue like oh i have like a doctorate from this place and then try to like make that truth a reality or something but then for her she had like was doing it her whole fucking life it seems so wild like i don't even understand what kind of person that is i don't either it's so gross but then i think this idea that you brought up when uh of then it becomes these like fake black people these white people that pretend to be black then become in black positions of power and then become black gatekeepers um it and it, like there's a slightly different story or not story but it makes me think of um uh of like white curators that get to decide what uh what is blackness in art right because i feel like okay they're not pretending to be black but they're still those like people in the position of power that are dictating what black people get to come in and what black people don't get to come in yeah because like I mean, I know I'm going to preface this by saying black people are not a monolith. And I'm only prefacing that for the white people who are listening because black people know that black people are not a monolith. But by and large, yes, we black folks joke and we black check each other, but we don't gatekeep on blackness. That's some bullshit white nonsense. So, like, it's interesting that these, these people, like, they pretend to be black and one of the main parts of their existence as a black person is checking other people on whether or not they're black enough they can't help it they can't help it right yeah. that's like it's mighty white of them right it's in their it's in their <laughs> fucking dna 
they just can't. They like get to the cool party and then they still have to act like a square. And it's like, <laughs> like, because I've I've been I've been reading a little bit about this Krug person on the Twitters, which is where I get most of my news these days, um, because that's where the black folks are. <laughs> um, and she like she legitimately was like constantly calling out other women of color, other black women on whether or not they were like performing blackness enough or like, and she was teaching classes on blackness. She was teaching classes on like Afro Latinx, like life or whatever. It was so weird. That's so, that's such a mind fuck. That is such a mind fuck of like how deep that shit goes. And like, what? The audacity, like the fucking gall to, for you to just like be that person, like live in that space um take up that space make those claims um police other fucking people like i can't even i can't even believe it. i don't even know like if anything's ever gonna happen to her but there's something shit like what like that's ridiculous there's so there's some sort of like deep untangible crime here that we haven't even been able to like put in a word to yeah I mean, I suspect nothing will happen to her. She, she'll she be able to fade back into whiteness because that's what whiteness does. That's what whiteness is. It's invisibility. Um, but the damage she's done, that will last. I mean, she's harmed so many people of color, so many black people, so many black women. Like, and I think of like, this woman was a, was a, like a fellow at the Schomburg, at the fucking Schomburg. Like, what the hell? Like, so many, like, things that she acquired and positions that she moved into that I mean she wrote an article in fucking Essence magazine like what the hell like it's like every time I unpeel more layers it gets more like disgusting and staggering and I don't I don't even know how to process it because there are so many multiple layers like Yes, it's like there's definitely like anti-blackness um, and like white supremacy, like that's always there. But something has to be said about, and I'm trying to figure out how to say this without, without sounding like an asshole and without sounding like I'm victim blaming, but there were, there were black folks in positions of power that let this woman in. And you, we have to examine the colorism behind that. Like, it's weird, you know? It's weird that, like, this woman, as an Afro-Latinx, who was identifying as an Afro-Latinx woman, got to all of these positions on that identity over darker-skinned Afro-Latinx people. It's weird. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a conversation we're ready for, necessarily, but it's certainly one that needs to be had at some point. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think it's disgusting. I think the way she um, opportunized, like, colorism, um, took advantage of that, moved into these black spaces, but then still, like, as a white woman became the most palatable black person to get these fucking jobs, like, there's so, yeah, like you just said, there's so much that's existed, right? And it's like, because she's been at it for fucking decades, and it's like, how do, yeah, like, where do you even begin to pull back these layers of, like, like the the fuckery that exists on the outside that brings this like white woman here, the fuckery that exists for this then this yeah Afro Latinx light skinned black woman then to then advance to these like prestigious positions, and she's not even any of those fucking things, and it's just a, what is like 
I, I'm still just like my mind. I don't think can even comprehend that. I think I just like it's like somebody telling you a crazy like science equation, and I'm still trying to like process like what. <laughs> like, like, what yeah. The fuck? It's just yeah, it's it's too much. So I've decided I'm not going to process it. There's too much going on. Fucking the sky's on fire. There's a plague out there. Um, it makes me wonder, like, how many other black people or, like, white people, like, I doubt oh. she's the only one, right? No. There no. must be, like, right, there must be, like, other, like, white women, white men, black men, or whatever they are, black women in positions of power that are, like, quaking in their boots being like, oh, now the witch hunt is going to start. Now they're going to find out I'm not really black. What? <laughs> um... This weird thing happened when Krug was um, exposed herself. Uh, all of a sudden, a lot of like light-skinned black folks um, on Twitter, uh, black like black academic folks, started um, posting pictures of their black parents. <laughs> it's like, hey, <laughs> here's some proof that I'm black. Which to which I was like, okay, I'm logging off because this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> okay, but how do we know that's a baby you in the photo? <laughs> you know. <just> like... <laughs> keep it real like I'm from the south like I know what a black person looks like it comes in all shades like I don't really need proof of that like race is both the combination of like your social perception the, the, the way that you're perceived within society and also like the phenotypical stuff but like the south is like so fucking mixed up that like black comes in every fucking form imaginable but yeah, this weird thing where, like, black folks were, like, feeling like they needed to prove their blackness just rubbed me the wrong way. It was weird. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think, yeah, like, that a white woman, like, caused all this shit by, like, fake being black. And now one of the potential uh, causes of this or, like, effects of this is the, um, yeah, now there's going to be, like, more suspicion amongst black people. Which yeah. I guess, like, if there's if there's white people, like, hiding out, <laughs> maybe we should. <laughs> not to be that person but can you submit a picture of your parents <laughs> <laughs> and we're also going to need um some sort of audio visual proof of your parents acknowledging you as their birth child because <laughs> right, it's, it's really easy to get a photo of something right you know oh my god like this isn't you this is a picture of baby drake <laughs> you know, just like... oh my god speaking of aubrey um, have you seen the picture that he posted of his his child on his on his first day of school? No, I'll have to look it up right now. Okay, please do. Uh look it up and let's discuss. <laughs> oh my god. Did you see it? I think so. Is Adonis like he's like a little blondie? Yeah, did you yeah. see Yeah, with the cornrows. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Wow, I don't even know what to think. This dude, this kid is, yeah. I'm still trying to find a big picture. Wow, I mean, I guess he's like what? He's like a quarter black, right? Mm -hmm. He's like a quadroon. Oh, you can't say quadroon, Max. That's fucked up. I thought those terms were coming back. There's like a rapper named Mulatto now. Yes, and every day on Twitter, black folks fight over her name. And I'll be honest, Mulatto can high-key flow, but she needs to fucking change her name. It's messed up, okay? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, damn, I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't think he's as cute as Baby Drake. Um, wow. Okay. I feel like we're not allowed to talk about the looks of a person under 12 years old. That feels wrong. <laughs> These are like children saying like, oh, that, that child's as cute as that child. That feels wrong. Yes, that feels wrong to me, Max. <laughs> what I do think is wrong is putting that little blonde baby in some damn cornrows. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that at all. Yeah, I doubt either of his parents did his hair for him, so... <laughs> <laughs> um did you see adele rocking the bantu knots in the jamaican flag <laughs> bikini wait i saw that picture that was actually adele i thought it was a picture she posted that's what no, adele looks like her. now that was her she was celebrating oh, her bullshit. what that makes more sense i was like why would adele post this picture like i i got all the other stuff i had no idea that was adele Yes, oh my cool. god wow that's what she looks like now i have no idea what she looks like now i'm not gonna lie i celebrated Dell's catalog okay and i'm not gonna let her bullshit ruin her songs for me but i don't appreciate her putting that appropriative nonsense on my timeline i can't believe that's what Adele looks like now i'm so blown away by that wow wow that's insane Yikes, yeah. No, I, I liked 19 and 21 or whatever, but... Wow. Yeah, but all that, like, surely you know, like, because I first thought that has to be, like, some crazy joke, right? Like, there's, like, some joke here, like, self-referential thing. But then yeah. I was like, no way, Adele, can you be so tone deaf still in, like, 2020 to not realize, like, how fucked up that is, right? And then she is like, I was like, are you do not, like, you must not have, like, any black people even, like, three four circles removed from you like you're supposed to be this international global star and you still think that's cool like again just like the same shit <laughs> this is rough melanie all this news is stressful i'm sorry max but yes you're absolutely right you can always tell who when white people like based on the things that white people do how many of them only have black friends who are on their payroll so <laughs> like yeah, if I was getting paid by Adele but not getting paid enough, I'd be like, that looks great, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Adele has not been invited to any cookouts. No. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't pay me enough to get my, like, actual opinion on that. I think yeah. you'll post it online and then <laughs> then you'll see. You're, you're, not cus you're not coming to my cousin's fish fry. You're not allowed there. So, like... <laughs> um, Jesus, um, someone yeah. like you, fuck. <laughs> aww, aww. well played well played <laughs> i do i mean adele's songs are fire though i'm sorry i mean i'll let it go because i like the songs that much and because she looks so fucking ridiculous i think that's punishment enough so like <laughs> um have you heard about this wear their names jewelry bullshit the what uh, let me uh, slide the link to you in the chat right quick so you can see this. So this dumbass couple decided to uh, create a line of jewelry called Wear Their Names. Um, 
made out of shattered glass from the Charleston oh. riot. Oh boy. Oh fucking boy. It's bad on all sides. First of all, the couple obviously is not black, but one of them is POC. So a part of me is like they should fucking know better. No, when has that ever meant anything, Melanie? Okay. When has, <laughs> has that ever meant anything? <laughs> um, so for those listening, essentially, okay, a guy named Paul Chelmis, along with his girlfriend Jing Wen, released a jewelry line where every piece is made out of the shattered glass from the Charleston riot. Moreover, they called the line Wear Their Names, since the item in the collection is named after black people who died at the hands of injustice. And they've got... They've got a... Let me see some of the names they have here. The Tamir, a $45 earring set that is currently sold out. The Trayvon, which is $95. They've got a Brianna. I know that much. The Brianna is $240. The Elijah is $480. Um, okay. The Eric okay. is a, what, a bolo tie? Boa tie? Yeah. That's, oh my god. What? I'm sorry. I feel like I'm making your day worse here. Maybe like, this is payback for, for what I was saying about evacuation. <laughs> 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 Now, a mutual friend of ours, Bukola, posted about this on a Facebook group about uh, crafts and critical um, pedagogy and went off in a beautifully eloquent way. But um, I don't know where to start at all the wrong that is here. So you first, Max. Um, I think everything everything about it is wrong um, from, from the idea that I'm going to um, gather broken glass from the Charleston protests, uh, and then monetize it in any way. I think trying to monetize that glass in any way is already fucked up, regardless of whatever it was going to be couched in. Don't try to, like, you know, again, like, that's the bullshit. Like, we're trying to, like, sell revolution right now. That's, like, marketable. So let's just, like, you know, make it so capitalist. Like, that literally is against everything, right? Um... That's so, so that's fucked up. And then what do they do? They, uh, I'm trying to remember. Were they, are they even from America? Are they, they're American people. Um, I feel like if they weren't American, the way American media well, is set up. Maybe they are from Charleston. I think they're from Charleston. Oh, okay. Okay. But, um, but again, like, that's doubly fucked up. Your own city? You're going to do your own city like that? Yeah, that's dirty. Charleston. They're probably like transplants or whatever. They like moved to Charleston. I mean, technically, aren't we transplants? Maybe we. I'm, I'm not trying to sell broken Portland glass, though. I'm not out here being like, here's some fucking glass from Portland. I'm gonna name it after a black person. That's, I mean, touche, touche. But yeah, so so then, oh yeah, so selling glass as some type of increased value because it was destroyed in a protest is ridiculous. Um, and then deciding to name it after dead black people, pe black people that have been murdered. What the fuck is that? And then again, like, what? how is that even associated to them? Like, these are people that, like, died in different places. It has nothing to do with the Charleston glass itself, right? So it's, like, just conflating these things and then, like, being it's all the same shit. If you, if you feel bad about uh, black people dying, then buy this 
piece of glass jewelry. And I didn't see anything about like, oh, our money goes to again, like it's even if it the money went to them, like to different like black organizations or like the families or whatever, it would still be tasteless. This yes. is like this is absolutely tasteless in yeah. like every form of that. Apparently they have issued a statement. Um the line has been canceled after all the negative feedback. What? <laughs> and um they posted something. Uh, I'll read what they posted. First of all, they posted Shan Shui coming soon. So that's an advertisement for another line that's coming. That was first. And then under that, in smaller text, uh, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Just want to say we've heard the feedback from the community loud and clear and are taking it seriously. So sorry to those we offended or harmed. While our intentions were pure, and we consulted with a wide variety of people before launching, none of them black, it is clear that there are issues with the approach we took. Though we only wanted to honor the victims' names and retell their story, we see now that using those names was inappropriate and in poor taste. The two of us started this project from a place of creativity and in good faith, with a sense of duty to do our part and help the movement by bringing funds and awareness. And through all the backlash, we want to keep sight of that duty and move forward on the best path. We've shut down the entire site and permanently stopped the project, and are going to take a step back and a deep breath to figure out how to proceed. We removed our Instagram content because of some personal threats we started to receive, but we saved everyone's comments first so we can read through them all. We also want to get through your DMs and have a rational conversation with anyone. A rational conversation. It seems like they couldn't handle all the shit that was being talked to them. So they shut everything down and then came out with their like little PR press release. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just so it's just like so like capitalist. It's just like people that just like wanted to make a profit off something. They don't care about black people. They don't care about like giving resources to black people. This was to them like a cool way to make money. Like, oh, we can make money, but we're doing it cool. Like, that's just, like, the same shit that happens all the time here in Portland with people up here. The same, like, white fucking neoliberal bullshit of, like, how do we make money but do it in a cool way that's different than our parents. Is Like, that's no fucking different than your parents. Not at all. It's the same shit. Same exploitive fucking soulless shit. Since this is so extra, and then, um, this, this like, uh, glass, um story just reminded me um so maybe like what like a week ago i started making um i started making dating apps so i made like um a hinge a bumble and a tinder just to like see what was up i was like all right the world's ending i guess it's time to meet people (laughs) and i had never i never had like a hinge or a bumble before those were like those were new to me since the last time i was out dating like what is this like last time we just had tinder um, the last time I had Tinder, I had it for one summer in 2014, and um, that was back when you could just swipe all the time. There was no like Tinder Plus or like Tinder Gold or like any of this other like paying stuff. You just like swipe till your fingers went numb or whatever. Um, so now I'm back on and it's like completely different. There's so much more like paying options to like boost your profile, like all this other stupid shit. But um, the, I guess the point is that um, I had heard this from like a few other people that um now people like put like uh, AC, ACAB and like BLM in their um oh god in their bios i had heard that but then now like going on dating apps and seeing it is like literally on like 
you know, so many people's shit. It's like, and it's mostly just white people. Obviously, I haven't seen any black person that's put like right. BLM on it, but it's just like white people being ACAB, BLM. And it's just literally just like shit ton of white people. It's like, when does this become like a personality trait? And like, I doubt you even know what either of those things really are. You're still just like a white person on Tinder and putting that in your fucking profile. Um, and then the other the, the other side is then there's like this like smaller group that's like posing with a shit ton of guns. So I was like, I don't know if the dating apps have now been <laughs> politicized. So I was like, maybe maybe it is the thing if somebody doesn't have a BLM or ACAB to be suspicious of them now it's like become the thing to where even if you don't want to do it you have to do it because if you don't do it you're gonna look like a fucking like trumpian fascist or something i have no idea but it's wild um and i wouldn't recommend wouldn't recommend it to anybody (laughs) i mean that's so funny that you say that because i i have been like contemplating getting on bumble for like a hot minute now i figure you know it's pandemic might as well so like but now that you say that, I feel like maybe I'll hold up on that because that's bullshit. Like, I found that the people who feel the need to put, like, BLM and ACAB in their profiles tend to be the worst perpetrators of, like, microaggressions and bullshit. Yeah, I think they stop there. I think for them, that's the work is um, BLM, ACAB, FOAD. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know if there's any hope, but yeah, I guess, you know, um, maybe one last make out with somebody one last time before it all comes crumbling down. You know what? That is pretty pragmatic. So, I don't know. But also, but wait, aren't you like, because Portland's so fucking small. Aren't you scared of like seeing someone you know professionally on there? No, I'm not scared of it. I think I've already seen a few people. Oh my God. No, I can't. And I don't, I don't think, I think it's, I think it's the thing where it's like, Oh yeah, like maybe normally we would always have professional engagements, but then you're like, oh, we're on like Tinder or Bumble right now. So it's like, I guess you could swipe right if you wanted to and then see if they swipe right. And then it would be like the, um, the illusions of decorum would fall, right? <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck ever. Again, I, I think that kind of like, um, what's the word? That kind of like protocol is like out the window now that um, the window's full of ash. <laughs> I, I woke up yesterday morning, I looked out my window, and then I started, like, referencing, thumbing through uh, the Book of Revelations, be like, oh, yeah, we got that. <laughs> we got that. Speaking of Revelations, did you see that picture of Will Smith with the original Aunt Vib? Apparently, they reunited, um, and they're talking, and, like, he posted a picture of them talking and smiling on Instagram. I was like, that's fucking Revelations. No. Take me away for Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yeah, it's over. Like yeah, it's like what the original on Viv has reunited. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start calling everybody I have I had a falling out with and make things right because it is time. <laughs> Now's the time. Now's the time to mend mend all those bridges. That phone call you've been waiting to make. <laughs> Pick up that phone line, that uh, that collaborator that tried to sue you. <laughs> Why are you bringing up old shit, Max? I was just saying randomly. I don't know if you have, if you're, if that's a story that uh, is relevant to you. I was just, I just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they are hanging out. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Yeah. Whoo. <laughs> 
Then yeah, because I watched um, it was that stupid movie. But then like then yesterday morning, I watched the This Is the End. Do you know the one with like James Franco and Seth Rogen where the world ends while they're all like partying? Yeah. Rihanna's in it, right? Who? Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna's in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that movie was pretty funny, but fucked up. Yeah, I watched that movie uh, yesterday after I read my book of Revelations. I was like, all right. <laughs> you know, I've actually read all of the Bible except for Revelations. I never finished Revelations. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's where it gets wild. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard. I feel like, you know, all of human history is just the buildup for the for the big party at the end. <laughs> Indeed. But I always got the impression that, like, the lead-up to Revelations was a little bit more fun than that. And then this. I guess it depends on like what kind of person you are. If you're like, all right, yeah, let's now the time for hedonism has arrived. Um, throw off these coils of formality and pretending to be a member of society. Then yeah, maybe maybe now's your time. <laughs> I don't know. People keep throwing jobs at me like it's not a pandemic. I feel like I'm more bogged down than ever. <laughs> so. Yeah. <sighs> I just been also watching that uh that like time lapse video of like uh the West Coast just catching fire. <laughs> just keep watching that video. Why are you watching that? <laughs> That's it's like a fucking piece of paper. I was like, what? <laughs> you know where you see like a piece of paper just get hit by like sparks and then they expand. I was like, damn. That's that's us right now. I'm like right there in that dot. I keep thinking of that scene in Terminator Two, where Sarah's like. Um, watching the kind of like the Armageddon and she's at the fence at the playground she's like people fall apart their skin like leaves pieces yeah. of paper it's weird no I've also been thinking about uh, 2012 have you seen that movie is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal no it's the one with uh, John Cusack where he's like the limo driver but yeah. the world ending for 2012 no then there's like this evacuation scene where he's like driving a limo and then like the roads collapsing like right behind him. I was like, oh, that's gonna be like evacuation for us. <laughs> and he and he, obviously he just makes it right. Yeah, of course, yeah. In a limo, in a limo, of course, with like full of kids and all this shit. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I wonder that if that's on streaming. Because remember, like, what, what was it? Uh. As soon as like COVID hit, everybody started watching that one. Uh... Contagion. Yeah, Contagion. Yes, I actually watched it. It was pretty on the nose, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. Had to check in with Gwyneth Paltrow to make sure she's okay. I'm sure she's still like you know selling two hundred dollar bottles of water on Goop and shit. She's fine. Yeah. Have you watched any of her that show on Netflix? No. <laughs> Have you? She has a, yeah, there's a goop show. I've watched like two episodes. Wait a minute. You you watched one episode and then continued to watch the next one? Like somebody else had it on and I watched them. I, that's all. But yeah. How was it? They were horrible. They were so ridiculous. They were like these extremely like rich people that like get to have access to this like wild forms of like healing and like medication and health and stuff like that. So I was like, of course, there's just a bunch of rich people being like, I had this amazing experience at this like weekend resort. Where, you know, I was like, of course you would. Like, who wouldn't, you know? It's like, but I don't want to see a bunch of rich people 
um, finding spirituality. That's I don't connect to that. No. I think you need to question why a bunch of rich people feel the need to find their spirituality. Maybe there's something there. That's a much more interesting story. Yeah, it was the soul they had to sell. <laughs> then last night, this was probably a mistake, and then I think all these other things came out. Um, I watched uh, Menace to Society again. I'd seen that movie so much, but then I watched it again last night, and it tore me up, of course. Oh, uh, I just saw this morning that it's on Netflix. I didn't know it was on Netflix this whole time, but did that, for that opening scene messes me up every time. It's too much. I don't think I can take it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, the movies, yeah, it's, it's really, yeah, it's really violent, um, of course. And then, um, I was, oh, yeah, I was trying to remember, like, which one came out first. Was it Boys in the Hood came out first or Menace to Society came out first? Because then I always wonder, like, which one references the other one? Because there's, like, three or, like, three scenes that are kind of, like, mirror each other. Um, yeah. It's Boys in the Hood, though, came out first. It came out first? Yeah. Singleton kind of helmed, like, Boys in the Hood kind of started that whole genre. Yeah, okay. Then I guess, yeah, Menace Society then um, maybe made their thing in um, conversation with Boys in the Hood a couple scenes. Because there's still, I mean, even though, like, Boys in the Hood is, like, mostly about, like, Cuba Gooding Jr. and then, like, Lawrence Fishburg as a dad, right? And then, like, Menace Society, like, has those kind of characters, but they're, like, more secondary characters. There's still, like, that one dad that's, like, wise, trying to, like, pass the knowledge on. But he's like more of like a tertiary character compared to like Lawrence Fishburne and um, Boys in the Hood, and then um, and then you could say like Doughboy is kind of like an O dog, right? Yeah, uh, I think Doughboy had a little bit more heart to him though. Like O dog was pretty fucked up and jaded and messed up. Yeah, but then yeah, because I then I was like, because like you know, being a younger kid, like when I first watched this, when I was like you know, middle school or whatever, thought it was, like, badass. Um, compared to, like, you know, looking at it now and being like, oh, man, O-Dog had, like, a, had probably had this extremely fucked up life um, to get him to the point to be, like, all, um, all like, like that. And then um, he still, like, ends up, you know, he's still, like, he, it's really sad because he ends up, like, alone at the end. Like, all his friends are dead. Um, and, you know, it's only a matter of time before he dies, probably, right? And it's weird to think that that character was played by Lorenz Tate, who is, like... Mm -hmm obviously the opposite of all of that and also that he's the same age as me basically it's so weird yeah. um and it's it's weird to think about like white people watching that movie and seeing o-dog's character and like hmm, okay mm -hmm, and not really understanding that this is a person who's just a really good actor <laughs> and then like black people watching it and like no like understanding the context of lorenz tate's work and how different this was from most of the roles he played thereafter yeah no it was yeah it was funny because i was thinking about that too when i was watching because i maybe like in other times i'd been conscious of it but i think i was watching something else that was talking about like that la accent specifically and like um then so i was like watching something like about that i think maybe it was like something about with Issa ray talking about like um la people talking and then like re-watching Minsa society and like hearing how like Lawrence state talks i was like i know that's not how he normally talks i know that's like he he did his homework and studied and like was like you know like in la where like we're gonna go around this corner and get this right here that was like a bad example but um you know like they like say their words and like enunciate it like enunciate yeah. them all and then but yeah kind of like uh nipsey or like snoop dogg but yeah and it's weird because like moesha just um came out on netflix 
And, like, Lorenz Tate's, I think, older brother um, was on that show during the last few seasons. And people are starting to, like, connect the dots that they're related, even though they look almost exactly alike. It's weird. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, yeah, um, what was it, too? I, did, I hadn't watched, um, you know, I listened to your Players Club podcast the other day, but I hadn't watched it in probably, like, in a couple years. But then, um, so I couldn't, I couldn't remember because I thought, um, I guess I thought that Ice T or Ice Cube was like the nice guy from the end, but he wasn't the nice guy. But then um, I remember that the the I guess the dude Junior, the guy that plays a brother or whatever, yeah, um, he's also in Men's Society as a yeah. dude that ultimately kills Kane or whatever, right? Yeah, and he's in Set It Off as the person who gets. Yeah, he's yeah. I watched Set It Off the other day because that's also on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and I watched that the other day too, and yeah, he's in Set It Off. Yeah. He was typecast as a bunch of really messed up characters during the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I wonder where he is now, honestly. I, know, I was thinking about that Lawrence Tate. I feel like I haven't seen him in anything recently. Uh, no, he was actually in Power. Oh, I still haven't watched Power at all. I mean, it's a, it's a, it was hood entertainment. I enjoyed myself, but it, arguably it's not a great show. <laughs> But you enjoyed watching it. I did enjoy watching it. <laughs> is it is it like over now? Um, actually, um, there have been there's a spinoff running right now, um, with his annoying ass son Tariq. Um, but Power, I I'm hoping maybe it'll get placed on Netflix at some point. But okay. So was Fifty Cent an actor in it, or he was just like a producer? He was he was an actor in it. He was a character. He's a pretty awful character, so kudos to him for self-awareness. Um, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't mind being the bad guy, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of power, did you hear about that bullshit Omari Hardwick posted about Chadwick Boseman? No. Okay, he thought he was, like, doing an homage to him. But what he ended up doing was totally centering himself in this weird, gross way. Um, he, and he was like, yeah, you were my greatest like competition or some bullshit. It was just really gross and weird. And clearly, Omari Hardwick is a completely narcissistic human being. Yeah. Like, nobody had any idea you felt that way. And now you just like look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. Uh, I, I just felt secondhand embarrassment reading it. How like, is how is did he like Chadwick beat him for like a lot of roles or something? I don't think so. I don't think that he qualified for any of the roles that Chadwick was up for. Yeah, I'm wondering of like yeah, so I'm like I'm wondering of like was it because like they both have Wick in their names? Is, is <laughs> people are gonna confuse us? <laughs> like maybe he goes around and like he's like Omari's walking around and he's like yo Chadwick what's up and he's like. They're like, hey, what's up, T'Challa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one, no one's checking for Omari like that. Yeah, um, no. It's. It, I think moments like that really reveal, yeah, how somebody um, perceives them their own selves, for sure. <laughs> um, Lupita wrote this really beautiful like um, dedication to him on her Instagram. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I watched, um, <clears throat> I think I started with Civil War, 
and then went through like Infinity or Endgame. Like but, recently? Um, yeah, like since he's passed away. Um, yeah, I watched Civil War, then I watched Black Panther, and then I watched uh, the two Avengers movies, all the Black Panther parts. I watched Black Panther, and, like, I teared up a little bit. Like, certain scenes just hit very differently now. Like, when he, like, visits with the ancestors, it just means something else. And just to think of him, like, recording that, recording those scenes while he was diagnosed, knowing he was sick, like... I just feel like maybe there was a different resonance with him with that. And maybe I'm just projecting my own, like, fears of mortality or some bullshit. But, like, it just it feels different now, knowing what we know. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think that's just, like, projection. I think um, I think a lot of us, yeah, we're thinking that, too. Or, like, now you have this, yeah, other knowledge of what the actor was going through for, like, years through all these different roles. You're like, how wouldn't that, like come through on some level that like we weren't aware of but now that we may know what to like look for or whatever yeah like you know that part where it's like and as you can see i'm not dead you know like stuff like that just like fuck man um yeah but um yeah i wonder because i you know i watched like a little bit of like different uh speculation videos about how disney is supposed to handle like black panther 2 um, oh. But there wasn't like any consensus. A lot of people think um, Shuri will probably get the mantle somehow, but like, I still don't know like how his death will even be like handled like in universe or whatever. Okay. But I mean, they definitely got to bring Killmonger back, right? I thought they were already planning on it, regardless, right? But so I was like, now I could see it. But then, um, you know, maybe like turn him into like a hero or an anti-hero or something. And it's just like, I don't know, the Chadwick thing just hits hard, obviously because he's the same age as me, but also just, like, it's rare. I don't really subscribe to celebrity culture like that. I think it's all bullshit, but it's rare that you see a celebrity who actually seems like to be a legitimate, like, normal, good person. And he seemed like one of those people. You never heard shit about him. Yeah. Um, He was just living his life, and it's just... I don't know. It affected it affected me more than it should have. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah, I agree with all that. Like he seemed like a like a genuinely good person. Yeah, I haven't heard like shit about him come out after his death or anything. And then I think too with everything that's already going on, right? You know, like um, throughout this year, like how how uh, I don't want to say like how twenty twenty has been to black people because like all all the years have been this way to black people but like the fact that it's like so visible and then you know maybe covid's happening on i felt like it's like you know 2020 like fucking sucks for black people because then all this is happening and then we lose like black panther and i think too because like he wasn't just like black panther he was like what thurgood marshall he was um jackie robinson yeah he was james brown yeah he was like so he was like he was all these like you know figures within like the the black cultural understanding and that's another thing like his professional choices the roles that he chose it felt like almost he was like doing this with a certain intentionality like he was like fully aware of his own mortality and he wanted to portray these particular figures in this weird yeah 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 i I was thinking about that too and that's yeah that one that's what makes it like hit so much more it's like oh shit he was like you know maybe i only have a certain amount of time let me like you know get the really impactful roles or like you know, like, how do I, like, celebrate my people or put on for my people? 
and he was like, all right, I can, you know, be Jackie Robinson, I can be James Brown. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it still makes me sad thinking about it now, but yeah. And it's, it's, it's really weird, because, like, he played Jackie Robinson, and Jackie Robinson is someone I, I personally look at as, like, a tragic figure in a lot of ways, because, like, he dedicated his life to this American pastime that he excelled in, but he was punished for because of, he was a black man. Um, and I like I personally think the stress of that contributed to him dying at such a young age, which is like 55 or something. And then Chadwick Boseman plays him and dies at 43. And that just fucks with my head a little bit. Cause like, what does that say about the life of a black person now? Like not much has changed. The stress is still killing us. And like yeah. even more so, like I think about him in, in the in the get up get up, on um, the James Brown movie, and he was in that movie with Nelson Ellis, who died three years ago, who was only forty, I think forty years old, forty one, played Lafayette on True Blood. Yeah. It's just like, like racism is fucking killing us. Yeah, no, I was thinking about that. Yeah, when you when I was looking at the zine, I saw the picture. I was like, oh yeah, fucking Lafayette died years ago too. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It is wild, yeah, like, how, how how short black people are on here, even going back to, like, um you know, your podcast of the Players Club, like, R.I.P. Bernie Mac, right? You know, like, how many, like, black people die so young or, like, this, like, relatively young Michael thing. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, thing. like, what the fuck? Michael Clark Duncan, yeah. Um, married to Almarosa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, stuff like that, just, like, yeah, it's, it's wild. And then, yeah, if you're comparing Jackie Robinson, you're like, well, Jackie Robinson still lived older. Does that mean it's worse now? <laughs> Does that mean, yeah. like, we're just, like, the entropy, black entropy is, like, um, an ex- exponential rate compared to, like, non-black entropy? Yeah, just, it's kind of a mindfuck, actually. I think, yeah. yeah, that's messing with me most of all with Chadwick's death. Because it's just like, is that the price of, quote, black excellence? Is that what it does to us? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, like, yeah, I mean, I think there is a level where it's, like, right to to want things to achieve, to, to not be complacent is to suffer, right? Like, that's inherent in trying to, like, achieve something beyond what you have already. Um, I think, yeah, for black people, that's it's not really an option it's like uh it's more like this is you have to you know like go beyond or be more and um yeah i mean that that'll right we already know all this stuff that leads to like stress all these other factors um the idea that like sorry go ahead no i was just saying yeah the idea <laughs> go ahead you go ahead <laughs> I did that. I was just gonna go. Yeah, the idea that like yeah, black people are somehow like feel less pain or handle pain better. Like right, that like that nonsense notion that like we somehow uh, bleed less, hurt less, or you know whatever yeah. bullshit that is. And I know so many black people like me who are dealing with, like autoimmune bullshit and like all these health issues. And that's not a fucking coincidence. That's I think that's the toil of like structural racism. Like that's what it does to us. It's killing us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's like present everywhere from like where people live, the resources they have access to, um, what kind of infrastructure, you know, are their pipes dirty, are their walls full of asbestos, right? Like, you know. <clears throat> and now we gotta deal with like fucked up air quality. 
for God knows how long. Yeah, then like I was literally thinking about reading the stories either like yesterday or today. It's like it's like fucking parable of the sower. Not only are there like, these fires, but the moment you leave Portland, there's these like armed white militias that are now. Have you not heard about these like check stops that these like white militias no. are like setting up? Are you serious? Yeah, because like this, so it started yesterday, right? Because like you know the rumor that like Antifa's setting these fires, right? So a lot of like people in rural Oregon and like you know right wing people in Oregon throughout Oregon. Are like running on this conspiracy that Antifa is behind the fires. So uh, yesterday, there were like people were like reporting like on um, Instagram and different like news sources that um, yeah, these like right wing militias are like setting up shop and like doing like card checks with like guns and shit. You know, looking for Antifa, whatever the fuck that means. You know, to them, this is literally like you're gonna e- evacuate Portland and then like go to like some fucking racist checkpoint. Well, damn. Wow. So basically we're stuck in Portland is what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's like, I think it's the thing where it's like, do you, yeah, do you risk that? Like, how is that even, how are these people even like just able to set that up, right? Like, it seems wild that they're like, there's so much like operation without impunity. Like, I guess the moment people started like protesting the police, they're like, we're not going to care about protecting anybody. We're just going to like aid white right wing people in murder. Damn. Wow. So we are just ruining each other's days today, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, I see your, your, you know, glass black murder. I'll raise you one right-wing militia. (laughs) (laughs) Yahtzee. (laughs) Did we win yet? (laughs) Are we having fun now? (laughs) The answer is we all lose, Max. We all lose. (laughs)